When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Civilized Barking Podcast with Zach Jackson. Hello, Browns fans. It's Civilized Barking. We are inside the Indiana Convention Center. We are on, I think, officially day two of the NFL Combine. It doesn't matter. It'll be day three or four by the time you hear this, or maybe it'll be past. Uh, Zach Jackson and Jason Lloyd getting you caught up on, on the Browns news. Uh, the Browns' path that starts here really for the next couple of weeks. Um, busy days, long nights. We're both hungover as shit, quite frankly. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that that's out. <laughs> um, yeah, but you know. You, Let's be fair. The entire league is hungover at this point. Yes. No, listen, you come here and you mingle, right? You, you get the stuff on the podium. You get some stuff away from the podium. You walk to convention center halls. You hang out, right? And you wait. And, and you go to the bars and wait sometimes, too. So, um, you know, I'm just a team player. Just I've walked at least seven and a half miles in three days, at least. Yeah, and it's beautiful outside today, too. And I haven't been outside yet. Yeah. No, it's it's beautiful out but I'm there. Leave- and all, all we do is just walk inside. We just keep walking. It's like Vegas. You right. just never have to go outside. Right. So sometimes... That's the only time Indy and Vegas will ever be compared to each other. Yeah. By the way. <laughs> um, sometimes it could be Thursday at noon, and Andrew Barry will not confirm that it's Thursday at noon. <laughs> but he came out and said, like... Surprisingly <laughs> candid and open. Yeah. He came out and said, hey... You know, this is where it starts. And so I've been coming here a long, long time, Jason. You've been here a handful of times before, at least. Um, it's strange. And when you don't have a top 10 pick or you're not in a quarterback search, it's not like a lot of sizzle, a lot of in-your-face news, right. right? And we know the Browns, you know, have their quarterback. They don't have it first-round pick, period, for two more years. So it's a little different. But we did hear from Andrew Barry. Um, he did concede the fairly obvious, which is they're going to restructure Deshaun Watson's cap number to get it down and give him more room. Um, and they need they need the room, and, and I just think you know we'll, let's see which way we we take this, Jason. But you know I think you can look at the Browns and say, hey, there's some personnel shortages here. I think you can look at the Browns and say, hey, there's some reasons to believe that even if Watson's just a little bit better and the defense cleans a couple things up, you know that they can be right in the playoff mix, if not higher than that. But everyone would agree that it starts with a good offseason because this receiving core is not good enough. This defensive line is not good enough. The linebacker group is not good enough. And um, they've regressed, frankly. I want, actually, I want to go back to the Watson contract and start there because I am not an NFL capologist and I did not stay in a Holiday Inn Express last night. So I don't know the answer to this, but I don't know how you restructure a deal that is fully guaranteed without adding more years to the back end. And I don't think Deshaun Watson has any interest in adding more years to yeah. commit himself to Cleveland. So. And our Jeff Howe, who's terrific, said you had voidable years to the end. Is that, is that the void, rabbit hole? Yeah, voidable years. So okay. you're basically just pushing that money forward. And you're hoping that it all works out and that you really do this, if not every year, um, 
again, and then obviously you hope it works out and that Deshaun Watson's your quarterback for more than five years and it's all, you know, rainbows and butterflies and even more money than he's already got. Um, you know, this contract has caused a lot of issues with the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. Boy, we've heard about that this week, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, um, and that's an interesting thing. And I was know. talking to someone last week who thought that was all part of the plan, and Andrew and Paul knew the position that they were going to put Cincinnati and Baltimore in with this contract. And along with solving, allegedly, solving their own quarterback issues, they just put the clamps on two of their division rivals. Do you buy that? Um, I don't buy it fully as an intended consequence, but certainly when you lay this all out, right? I mean, you make this move, you have to lay everything out mm-hmm. and, and look at the lay of the land because it wasn't just – it wasn't like Deshaun was a free agent or was calling you up. You know, you were waiting on him to get cleared. You were negotiating a price with the Texans, and then you were negotiating a price with his people, Yeah, right? So – um, you were looking at that, you know, in deciding that he was the way to go, they were looking at last year's free agent quarterback class, at this year's free agent quarterback class, at last year's draft class, next year's, you know, and what are the prices going to be? So the Bengals sold their stadium rights, guys. Um, they might always be a cheap organization, but th- these are the good times. They got Joe Burrow. They're going to get him paid. It's going to be fine. We don't know what's going to happen with Lamar. Um, you know, curiosity is what matters to the Browns. Where do Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr land? Yeah. Because if they land in the AFC, there's more teams that are better yep. than the Browns right now. So, um, you know, I, I think, Jason, Andrew Berry, by his standards, was was downright revealing, <laughs> <laughs> right? Kevin didn't have a lot to say, and this isn't really Kevin's event, right? It's, it's not Kevin's time until they actually make some moves. Um, Kevin was very honest in saying he didn't. He didn't have time. He didn't look at the college players. This yeah. is really his first look right. to dig in. He doesn't yeah. really know what he's looking at yet. Right. So, um, you know, they they have to go patch some of these holes and then eventually give the roster to Kevin and he and Jim Schwartz and Bubba and Alex Van Pelt and everybody else got to make this thing work. So, um, again, this is not – the we've, we've, we've all lived the bleak Browns times, right? But I think there's a fair amount of space between the top teams in the AFC and the Browns. And starting on March 13th-ish, you know, they, they need to try to close that gap. Big takeaway from, as we hear from everybody that we're going to hear from in Cleveland, uh, Catherine, is it Raish? Am I pronouncing that correctly? I believe so, Raish, yeah. We heard from her this morning, the assistant GM to Andrew, who just joined from Philadelphia. Uh, heard from Andrew yesterday, Kevin today. You picked up on something. I was in the back and half listening, so you picked up on something that Catherine said that you thought was interesting about Jim Schwartz. Yeah, and it was, it's nothing super notable, but you know, Andrew and Kevin have been very deflecting about Jim Schwartz having input on personnel, when he, which he obviously would. And Catherine Raish worked with the Eagles when Jim was there, yeah. and obviously she sits at the front of the room. She called it, what, the senior leadership group or something yeah, like that? Yeah. Um, you know, and, and of course, like this isn't, groundbreaking i know the browns have ways of, of doing their own way of business but of course the guy you just hired to to fix your defense is going to have input and you know i don't think even defensive was the word like they might really believe in smaller defensive tackles and they might think that they just need better smaller defensive tackles i i would think after last year you would be looking for some real mass and some real space eaters in there that's sort of the Schwartz game plan is it not or am well, I it's attacking pass? yeah it's it's up the field it's getting after the quarterback right um and so look when you have defensive line problems and nobody wants to have it like when you have miles garrett that's a pretty good place to start yeah but they've failed at putting 
a long-term compliment next to him. And then really we, we know it was the worst defensive tackle group and the run defense just leaked to so many other areas. So um, they're redoing Watson because they need the money and they don't have a starting free safety. They might need two starting linebackers and three starting defensive linemen. And when you don't have a first round pick. So other than that, <laughs> um, Right here in Indy, there's a guy named DeForest Buckner who is a mountain of a person and an accomplished player. The Colts seem to be in a position where they need to create some cap room and get some draft picks. Could you get DeForest Buckner for a three? If you could, I think you'd do it in a heartbeat. They have extra picks in three and four, correct? They have extra picks in four and four five. and five. Yes. So the Dolphins forfeited their pick from last year's Tom Brady mess. Um, so the Browns are at 42 and 98 uh, as we await the other comp picks to come later. So one more on uh, Deshaun that I thought of earlier today and forgot to ask you before we started recording. Were you at all surprised that they did not bring in someone from Deshaun's past as quarterbacks coach and that they just turned it back to AVP? It seemed like that was an opportunity to get somebody in the building he has familiarity with, or do you not want to, is that a slippery slope? You don't want to go down that road. You know, it's, it's interesting that you frame it that way because you've handed him the keys. Absolutely. Right. And that's why like, if you redo his contract one time or 17 times, like this is what you've signed up for. Yeah. Um, of course he's going to have input in, in the offense uh, from a big picture in April and, and day to day, week to week, you know, when the season starts. No, I don't think you go there on, on his past. I think you surround him with people. Alex Van Pelt played in the league. Alex Van Pelt's coached Aaron Rodgers. He's been an offensive coordinator. He's been on good teams, bad teams. He's seen it all, right? So – I think they felt confident. Look, they knew that if John Gannon got a job, they were going to lose Drew Petzing. Yeah. And that was part of why they promoted Drew Petzing last year. So I've said this. I think my wife saw a realtor outside Drew Petzing's house three weeks ago. <laughs> True story. Yeah. And she said, I know that was a realtor. They were walking around the house. I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> no, nope, she was right. It really was a realtor because <laughs> that, that was in the works. And that was long before it was announced Gannon was going to Arizona. That is intrepid journalism. <laughs> <laughs> she was out walking the right. dog. So I think if, you know, it, it comes down to getting the players. But I think if you want to feel positive about the start to this, right? Jim Schwartz, done it, seen it in this league, super respected dude, didn't need this job. He took this job. He wanted it, right? Um, Bubba Ventrone, it's an upgrade. It seemed necessary. Stefanski realized it. Um, it's, a, you know, didn't didn't need to leave his job with the Colts. Came, came to Cleveland, mm-hmm. right? Um you know, they felt good about the building of the staff. They felt like Jim's experience would help. Is you that know? because he got passed over? Do you think that's why he wanted to leave Indy? Because he got passed over in season and postseason? Well, sure, I think that's part of it. But I think when a team hires Jeff Saturday as their head coach, it's a sign of a broken organization. <laughs> Bubba had been there for five years. So, um, you know, it's interesting because the Browns and Colts are so close geographically and they don't always play. I know they played a couple of years ago. Um you know, and it was uh, – the Browns won the game early in the year when they had the hot start in the playoff year. Yeah, and yeah. the year before that, the Browns had come out here for way out in the suburbs game. here for preseason and two days of joint practices, and that's when all the fights were with, you know, Freddie was oh, like encouraging yeah. it and, you know, all this shit. So. Yeah. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover – Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. 
You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Uh, speaking of that, we have an update on the schedule. If you want to run through that with the, yeah. pro, with the Hall of Fame game and Kevin said they're coming back early. Yes. Cutting so, June early and coming back early. Right. So they will cut June um, at least... Well, they'll just move up the calendar. I don't think they'll cut it because they're still trying to get their quarterback ready right. to play football. Right. But they'll move it up a week, and then they'll come back a week or so early for the players. Probably camp. aren't very happy about that. No, were you there the day, um, the last week of the season when Joel Batonio, Batonio was on the podium? Yeah. I said, you know, something about, hey, now that it's almost official, you know, Joe in the Hall of Fame, and you know, what's that? You, you played him, you talk to him all the time, and he goes, well, with the exception of having to play in the Hall of Fame game, right. I'm happy as hell. <laughs> right. I mean, these guys cherish their summertime off. Yeah. To yeah. bring them back a week early is not great. I will say this, that, that Stefanski and the organization from a sports side, they have had deliberate camps, and this is just going to make it more boring, right? But they're going to have chances to get work done. And frankly, you know, they're guys need to play in games. Um, they probably don't have anything in Kellen Mond. They got to find out. He's got to play the Hall of Fame game, yeah. right? There's going to be guys like from last year's team, Dale and Baldwin, and um, you know some of these young linebackers that again probably aren't ever going to be in the mix, but they're going to get a chances, and so that's counts. So anyway, the Browns will come to camp early, and then the second week of the regular preseason, uh, the Hall of Fame game is like a week zero situation. They will go out to Philly for two days of joint practices. So same as last year, different site. Um, you know, nine home games during the regular season means two of their three regular preseason games will be on the road. Um, you know, it doesn't matter who you play. You just get the work. And so that what hangs over it is it's not the Watson uncertainty hanging over it like last year, Jason. It's right. w- are we maximizing this time? Because last year it was get to rust and is he going to be in? Is he going to be out? They had just yanked him from the one the starting lineup the week before the Eagles came in. You know, and Brissett was all of a sudden playing with the ones in, like, yeah. his second practice. And now this year, it's get him ready to go. You mentioned Kellen Mond. I forget who I was talking to who said the Colts, when they had Peyton, always said, if Peyton goes down, we're screwed anyway, so it doesn't matter who the backup is, so we're not going to invest any right. money in it. Do the Browns need to sign a free agent veteran backup quarterback, or do you think they roll with Kellen Mond with the same approach of if Deshaun goes – I mean, you committed $55 million to him. We've already said that number will probably go down somehow cap wise but when you have a number that big can you really afford an expensive veteran backup or do you just figure well if he goes down we're screwed anyway so let's just roll with Kellen Mond now there is zero chance they're rolling with Kellen Mond over the next four weeks now eventually if he lights it up in the summertime would they love to do it and save money that way Mm -hmm. yes he's got two years left on his rookie deal but no they're going to bring in a veteran and that that veteran is going to be a part I mean Jacoby was such a part of coaching Deshaun yeah you know and and being there for the team and was a designated sneaker (laughs) Um, the rounds <laughs> very important role. Listen, uh, of this guy, uh, of this draft process, and it's not fascinating because you don't have a first round pick. I understand, right? And they'll probably they'll either trade out altogether or trade down on draft day. We all know that. Um, they got to go find a former college quarterback who plays tight end or fullback or something, and that guy's got to be the designated sneaker. Please tell me you're joking. <laughs> I'm not. I'm 100 percent right. You yep. think they're going to sign a guy just to be the designated sneaker? You ever seen Deshaun Watson's quarterback sneaks? No, because he can't do it. Wow. So That's amazing. <laughs> like, you just blew my mind. Yeah. Um, you know, they need more pop in this receiving core. I think everybody knows that, right? Um, they have one and a half tight ends. 
they're stocked on the offensive line now. They got to make some decisions because they would love to have Ethan Poshik back, and they, I believe they they seriously want him back. But he played for nothing last year and played yeah. his ass off. He's back on the free agent market. Yeah, you know Nick Harris has never played. Right, right. Um, you know I think Yelda is a restricted or unrestricted, restricted, un unrestricted. So, yeah, um, we'll see. We'll see. They they did draft that kid last year in the seventh round and towards ACL camp. You know, was he going to make the team anyway? Is he going to be healthy? I don't know. Dawson Deaton's who I'm speaking of. So. Um, We'll see. I, I think one of the things we can all agree on, you know, they've done a really good job with the offensive line, and they've continued to invest in it. They haven't done that job with the defensive line. But the offensive line that was flat-out dominant in 2020 has been just okay, and it's been up and down. Shaky tackle play, a little bit of injury concern, guys yeah. in and out, and you you want to have your five and have them together because they're growing with the quarterback, too, in this ever-changing offense. You told that idiot Ken Carmen on the radio yesterday that you you were convinced they're not drafting at 42. That was a little surprised by that because I think they are staying there and taking a receiver. Is it just track record and history of this is what they do, they trade down yes. and, and accrue more picks, especially when they yes. don't have a one? Yeah, so Deron Payne from Washington got franchise tagged, but if they don't really want him, the Browns could be offering 42 for that. I would do that in a heartbeat. Sure. I can't believe Washington would. It's part, you know, it might take more than that, um, but as part of a package, right? We're going to see here, guys, you know, if Lamar gets moved, everything gets shaken up. But there are some teams that are going to need to declare over the next couple of weeks. Are we tanking this year or, or are we in it? And then that's going to make guys available and it's going to, you know, shape some things. Um, some teams want picks. And for next year, when everybody's going to want Caleb Williams, like teams want picks. So if you can't win the Super Bowl this coming season and you've got defensive players with high cap numbers to get rid of, you're you're looking to add picks to do that. So I, I think the trade is going – I think they will, you know, sign one A-list free agent, but I think the trade is going to be the mechanism here in mid-March. Position, guess? Well, the defensive tackle st- sticks out, and, you know, nobody ever gets rid of a, a really good defensive end, so that might take a circumstance there. But Why would Washington not want him back? Well – They've already committed to the other defensive tackle. Just a lot of money. To spend on one yeah. position. Yeah. You know, they just redid Terry McLaurin. And, uh, they need, you know, maybe they are rolling with Sam Howell. Maybe they're going to think our defense is good enough. We'll, we'll see how that goes. I think there's several teams that are, um, you know, in, in different modes of getting things figured out here. I mean, if you're the Colts, you look at the AFC South and you say you can win it, but you've had all this turmoil – you kind of have an older team, and you flat out don't have a quarterback. Yeah. So do you land on a 21-year-old quarterback and then kind of point to the future, or do you land somehow on a veteran or you think you can win right away? That's that's super interesting. Carolina Panthers. Like, if a big-name quarterback lands in the NFC South, that team is immediately the favorite. Favorite, sure. And the NFC is wide open, right? So I, I think there's a lot. Of, I, I think Tampa's going to take a step back. They'll probably try to sell off some guys. You know, is Mike Evans want the, what the Browns want? I don't know. Probably not. I think they want younger. But it's a bad free agent class at receiver, Jason, and, and I think that's why the trade might be the mechanism. Well, that's kind of why I thought they go receiver at 42 because you can find a lot of playmaking receivers in the second round who step on the field immediately and help you. And at edge and tackle, I mean, receiver, you could get, what, the seventh or eighth best available receiver at 42 in the draft? 
edge and tackle, you're at 13, 14, because there's so many in the first round. And I understand yeah. every year is different in terms of depth. Yeah. I just think there's more value at receiver, <laughs> excuse me, in the second round. Is that inaccurate? Is that off? Well, I think there's there's a top-heavy class, at least as of now, right? And those guys are all going to go in the first round mm-hmm. because teams need them, and teams saw last year what you pay for them on their second contract. So go draft a 21-year-old. I want to ask you one thing that has nothing to do with the Browns. The court, the middle class of quarterbacks is, like, gone, right? Like, I, I – <laughs> We saw it here with Baker. Of we uh, we don't know we don't know what to do with Baker. We don't know what he's worth. New York is going through it with Daniel Jones. I think Baltimore's different. You know, it's a it's a that's a different category. Is the middle class gone in quarterbacks? And where is this all headed? That like you know the teams that have their guy and they're content with their guy, and you know the teams that have nothing. But there's this other cluster of teams in the middle that have something but they don't know exactly what they have, but they know it's not worth what the top tier is worth. Yeah. That those guys, I'm just, I'm fascinated by this, that we've seen this evolving over the last few years here, and, and I honestly don't know where it's headed. Well, I think you'll continue to see just this movement, you know, of, of guys. More I, I movement think, than ever in terms of the yeah, quarterback spot? I think there still will be a middle class. I mean, I would consider Derek Carr like upper middle class, mm-hmm. right? No one thinks he's elite, but he, he can win. You know, yeah. he, he can get it done. Jimmy Garoppolo would be the middle class guy. Last year, Jason, there on opening day, there were eight new starters for teams that planned on having those guys as their starter, and that that didn't count. Cleveland, who had the suspension, and Pittsburgh, who had Trubisky keeping it warm. So a third of the league almost changed quarterbacks last year, and then now you're you're waiting on Green Bay, you're waiting on Baltimore. You know New Orleans is in it. You know Carolina's in it. Tom Brady retired, right? Indy, Houston, like you just mentioned, a lot of teams that were in the Deshaun sweepstakes last year. Yeah. Yeah, and they're so, still looking. Yeah, so Carolina, New Orleans, Atlanta. Right. So it's um, it's very. We'll see. We'll see. Um, you know, guys, I, I've I've heard this, and and I've kind of said this as as I bombed in on conversations, or we've talked about it. Like the most important thing for the Browns is that Deshaun plays much better, and they feel good about it, right, and can continue to actually build on something because in those five games I'm not sure what you got to build on they're not starting from scratch this year Jason but I'm not sure that Kevin watches that film and processes what went on and and thinks that they're starting a whole lot ahead of last year no I think I think he looks at it and says if Njoku catches the touchdown in the end zone against the Saints we're having a completely different conversation about that game and Pittsburgh just got away from him it was ugly and it looked like guys were already halfway to Cancun but fall on the onside kick against the Jets. Move JW's kids out of the way and fall on the onside kick against the Jets. And, there's, and, and I understand it's the NFL and the margin of error. You could say that. Every team could sure, say that. But sure. that's what separates the good from the bad is you make those plays. So it's not like they're astronom- <laughs> excuse me, astronomically far away. They just have to make the plays that winning teams make, and they've never been able to make. Yeah. So I, I, would, I was thinking about this on the walk over here. Um, most important players, and we're not going to go through the list, but we're going to – Deshaun would be one, right? And then however you start to rank Miles and, and these guys, like you start to get to that 15 to 20 range. If you think the Browns are going to have a good year, several of those guys aren't on the team yet, right, who will be the most important players. Yeah. Like you need a defensive tackle who causes problems. Yeah. You need a second rusher who frees up Miles Garrett and makes plays on his own. Like starting free safety, this is no joke. Can you find one? In the middle of the draft, probably. Can you find one cheap? Probably. But, like, you need it. 
Yeah. Paid John Johnson twenty five million. Now you're paying him half to leave, and he had four interceptions in two years. Yeah. So, um, you know, you've committed to Jack Conklin. He's got to be healthy. And that of all the deals, that's the most stunning to me. I thought he was going to retire, and they gave him a four year extension. Yeah. So, this is interesting. Um, let's close it up like this. So last year. The league year, the league year, guys, officially starts on Wednesday, the fifteenth. Uh, Monday is the player negotiation period, and most years, like free agency, is over five o'clock Monday. At least, you know, the the first tier of it. Um, they, last year on Saturday, they traded for Amari Cooper, and they went. Um, I think you're going to see them in the trade business. You know, I think you're going to see them after a receiver, after a defensive lineman, and then in free agency, I think you'll see them after one name player. You know, and then kind of filling in. Um, and this is where what we talked about before, Schwartz's influence. What does he want a linebacker? What does he want at defensive tackle? Um, where are you as far as the prediction front and how you see this, them going with their resources? I still think they stay at 42 and take a receiver. Uh, I just think there's too much value there. And I don't think they can be in the business of trading down and acquiring more picks. I think they have to be in the business of adding elite high-level talent, which I think you can find a receiver at 42. Uh, but... I mean, if Deron Payne becomes available, yeah, I make that deal in a second. Because I, I thought I said all last year, fix the run defense, fix the tackle issue, and you'll fix the run defense. Fix the run defense, you're going to fix ninety percent of the problems that they had last year. So I don't, I don't know, I, I, I don't know how you fill all, all three. Frankly, I'm not even counting safety. I'm just talking tackle, edge, yeah, and receiver. I don't know how you fill them all yeah. with, with what they have available to them. And, and let's. Let's be honest here, guys. Like, it's a really bad look that for the second straight year they had a former f- head of the free agent class guy get get cut June one, which means paid to leave, guaranteed money. Austin Hooper right? last year and JJ three this year. Right. So you can say some of that's the cost of doing business. You can say it's bad evaluation, bad fit. Didn't use all of those things are probably true to an extent. If nothing else, uh, again, I I have my thoughts on it. Whatever, I'm not going to change yours, but it's a warning sign. Money can always be found in the NFL. So when a guy actually hits free agency, that means his team didn't want it. Right. So we're we're dealing with this from the start. So But you know what? Just bring me Larry Ogunjobi back. Like I was annoyed when they cut him. Like, is he elite? No. But can he hold the middle of the defense and yeah. stop the run? Yeah. Right. Like just give me two of those guys. Yeah. Just give me two guys who are adequate league average players. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I want to see him. And those guys are out there. I want to see him go get Bobby Wagner. They need leadership on that defensive side so bad. Yeah, yeah, they they do. They do. We're using that adult word again, guys. You watch the same things we do. (laughs) Yeah. Right? Yeah. So if they were able to do that, you know what that would mean? That would stamp them as a contender. And maybe it's not even a consideration. The guy played at Utah State, played his whole career in Seattle, went to the Rams for one year. Maybe. Doesn't look like someone who wants to come east of the Mississippi. Right, right. But and I know he's 32, but the dude can still play. The dude has seen everything in this league. He's a savant like mind. He's what you want in a leader. Seattle should be willing to overpay him to get him back. And if there's any, I'm just I'm saying this is what the Browns need to do. They need to go. These guys don't want to say it. They don't want to answer it. I understand. They know their jobs are at stake this season. This is a team, an organization that's gone backwards for two years. Yeah. Threw in the biggest trade, biggest contract in NFL history. Right, got nothing to show for except a bunch of question marks. Has guys in their prime, almost all of whom come with their own 
kind of question marks, and almost all of whom know they're not going to get to that next level and how they're remembered, paid, decorated, unless they're on winning teams. Yeah. So there's a whole hell of a lot at stake here in 2023 for the Browns. A whole lot. And on that note, drive home safely. Yep. All right. So um, it's March 1st, right? So Is again, it really? Yeah. Wow. Um, I lost a day. March 13th is, life. is the day. And um, so in between, we'll we probably have a pod. Yeah. But we'll have you covered. So sign up, download, share, review, tweet, all those things. Lots to talk about. It's going to be busy. They're going to be active. They're going to be aggressive. Are they going to do it right? Their track record says no. But again, do I think that they're that far off? I don't. I don't. I think it all starts, though, with the strong offseason. And we're at the Combine, so it's almost here. Talk to you soon.